It's so wonderful to see so many children here in the sanctuary this morning, and I know there are others joining us from home. And we're hoping in a couple of weeks that we'll be able to gather up here together, but for now, I'm just going to share a special word with you. I guess you know that adults sometimes watch the news. We get the news about what's going on in the world from a lot of different things. Sometimes it's from looking at our phones and we see the headlines. Sometimes we watch the news on television. Sometimes we get a newspaper or a magazine and we read about what's happening in the world. But a long, 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 long time ago, before there were phones or newspapers or televisions, people got the news from other people. There might be someone who heard a piece of news in a village and they ran down the road to tell the next village the news. Sometimes it was bad news, but sometimes it was good news. And they would say, hear ye, hear ye, the queen is coming to visit. Or hear ye, hear ye, the next village over had a great crop of grain and they're going to share bread with us. Well, this morning in our scripture lesson, we heard the voice of a prophet Someone who was announcing good news to the people of God. He came to them and said, good news, you get to go home. Because they were living far away from home. They'd been away from home for a long time. We think about it. As a church, that's sort of what we get to do in the world. We get to go out in the world and announce, good news, hear ye, hear ye. You know what our good news is? The way we like to say it here at West End is God loves everyone unconditionally. And we wear it on t-shirts and we have it on our bumper stickers and we announce it to the world. But the best way we can announce that good news is not just by shouting it to the world, but by showing it to the world. By loving everybody, by being kind, by forgiving people by being gentle and using nice words and saying thank you and sharing what we have with other people. So I'm grateful for the ways that you announce God's love in the world, and I'm excited to be part of a church that does that in so many different ways. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you for those who came before us who announced good news of your love. We thank you that Through the church, we get to announce that good news to others in our world. Help us to do that. Show us all the different kinds of ways we can show your love in words and in actions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all so much. And Samuel was listening really well. This has been an exciting weekend in the life of our nation. Yesterday, our community celebrated Juneteenth. And earlier this week, the Congress passed a law and the President signed a law that from this day forward, Juneteenth will be a day that our nation celebrates together the end of slavery. For it was on June 19th in 1865, when finally the last people who were enslaved in our country got the good news that they were free. 
It was two years after President Abraham Lincoln had signed the Emancipation Proclamation. It was two months after the Civil War had ended and the South had surrendered. But finally the word came. And it fell upon the ears of those who had prayed so hard and struggled so hard and worked so hard for freedom and believed in a God of liberation. And it was a day when the liberating light and love of God broke through. And so it is a day to be celebrated. If you read the Monday meditation this past week, it was written by Chris Harris, who's an intern in our youth department. And he was talking about Juneteenth and, and what it means to him and his tradition and how it is meant to be a party, a great celebration, a feast where people gather with good food and with family and they're singing and dancing and parades. We need moments like that. We need moments like that in our faith where we can say, God broke through. This day is important in our life together when we can gather and remember and celebrate. While many in our community were celebrating at Hadley Park on Juneteenth, there were those gathering in the sanctuary yesterday celebrating the service of ordination. This was a moment in the lives of many who've been working on that path toward ordination a moment of worship and celebration. And I was talking with Andrew this morning. He played the organ yesterday in the service about how beautiful a celebration it was, how the church came together in its beautiful diversity. And for the first time in a year and a half, we were able to sing our hearts out and praise God. And we celebrated. And we need moments like that. You know, as I think about that day, June 19th, 1865. I have to wonder what it felt like to hear that good news proclaimed. How did those words of emancipation and freedom fall upon the ears of those who had lived under the oppression of slavery for generations? I can only imagine the joy. And I wonder if the words fell on their ears and sounded a little bit like the prophet Isaiah. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Lift up your eyes. And look around, you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice. These words of the prophet announce a day of liberation. But the prophet Isaiah was speaking at a different moment in history, different from June 19, 1865. It was a word spoken to the children of Israel many of whom had been dragged into exile by the Babylonians. Many of you know the story. They had lived as an independent nation for many generations. And yet the Babylonian army came in and destroyed the temple, tore families apart, dragged many of them away into exile, and it was decades of longing and prayer and hope and desperation and struggle for freedom. 
And finally, the announcement came. Because the Babylonians had been taken over by the Persians and a new emperor came to the throne, Cyrus the Great. And he issued the proclamation that all the exiles could return home. And so there was a day when that announcement reached the ears of the Israelites in exile. And they heard those words, arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord has come upon you and you're free. We need moments like that. We need moments like the celebration of Juneteenth. We need moments like the celebration of ordination. We need moments like like weddings when a community comes together and celebrates the love that God has brought between two people. It's a moment of, of joy and gratitude and worship. And we need those moments. We need those moments when we acknowledge that we have been in a pandemic for a year and several months, and now we can gather as those who can sing the praises of God and hug one another and pass the peace. We need to mark these moments because the journey continues. Though the light of God breaks forth in new ways and there are new signs of liberation and hope and justice and mercy and love for all, the work is not done. On this side of eternity, we still have work and struggle and praying to do. We all know that even after the Emancipation Proclamation, there came Jim Crow and the era, of, the era of lynching and voting suppression and mass incarceration and all of those things that continue to oppress and divide us along racial lines. There is still so much work to do. And even after a beautiful celebration like ordination, there's a life of ministry that comes after with all of its ups and downs and failures and successes and joys. If you had told me on the day I was ordained over 20 years ago that I would be trying to pastor in a congregation during a pandemic, I would have panicked and run out the door. <laughs> and yet if it weren't for the celebration and the journey, I wouldn't know the full partnership and love and care of our liberating, sustaining God. And to me, even as we hear these words of liberation and emancipation and celebration in our scriptures this morning, they remind me that God is not just with us in those moments of victory, in those moments of the light breaking through, but God is also with us in the struggle, in the darkness, in the journey, in the praying, in the hoping, in the working for a better day. The people of Israel knew that. The prophets had been speaking to them throughout their exile, giving them hope, encouraging them, giving the strength to go on and hope and work for a better future. When they got back to the promised land after being released from exile, there was a lot of work to do. They needed to rebuild the temple and replant their crops and rebuild their homes, and it was not easy. And they never were again an autonomous nation. They were passed from one empire to another, 
And yet the God of liberation and hope was always with them, guiding them, sending the prophets a word of hope and moving them into God's future. And so we too celebrate these moments and give thanks to God and then we go back to work and continue the journey. That's the gift of gathering every Sunday. Whether we gather here in person or we gather over live stream, we come in together week after week to celebrate. Every Sunday is a little Easter. Every Sunday is a reminder of God's light breaking through into our world. And so we have our hope tanks filled And we share stories of where we have opened our eyes and seen our liberating God at work in our lives and in our community. And those of us who are depleted can come and rest and be filled. And those of us who are rested up can be encouraged and inspired to get out and continue the work. That's who we are as the body of Christ. We are those who celebrate and those who struggle together. We are those who believe and trust in a God who is a liberating God, who gives us the strength day in and day out to continue the journey. And so, my friends, let us this day worship the God of hope, the God of freedom, the God of love. May we have our hope tanks filled. And then as we leave this place, let us roll up our sleeves and continue the journey and share the good news with the world that God's light is breaking in even now and always.